Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin AC, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. I am in Denver. Jay Posner, he's in the cave where he gets all the work done. My uh, my boss, sports editor Jay Posner. Jay, quite the series, quite a lot of things to talk about as the Padres have uh, won their first two series. They are in second place. They visit the first place team tonight. So does this feel like a late summer first place showdown between a, what a four and one team and a five and two team? Feels a little... Odd. I, I should ask, Kevin, first, good afternoon, and, and how are you? You had a, a rather short night, as I read about in the newsletter that everybody should be subscribing to. Tell everybody how life on the road is for a beat writer. Here's the deal. First off, 6.45 when the Padres got to play in Colorado the next day? I mean, come on. I didn't even think that was allowed. I thought the Players no. Association had rules. Someone messed up on this, I'll guarantee you. So anyway, here's the crazy thing. You know, my wife and I, we both travel a lot. And so this isn't new to us, but we just spent the past four months like everyone else doing nothing. (laughs) And now I'm like going, what am I doing out here? This is, it's crazy. Here's the good thing. Traveling right now, you don't wait for the elevator in hotels because you're the only person in the hotel. Uh, So, or uh, on planes, though the Denver airport, which is a hub for, I think, every airline in the world, after Mm -hmm. being in San Diego and in San Francisco even, um, nobody there, the Denver airport, uh, was packed. So there you oh, go. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Social distancing in Denver. Uh, Padres, Rockies, Garrett Richards. Uh, before we go back, Garrett Richards tonight, mm-hmm. first start ever at Coors Field. Now, Garrett Richards is a pro. I'll be very interested to see how Garrett Richards likes a mile high pitching. I mean, I don't know that anybody could, could like it, but <laughs> but the rotation's been good. He had a good start, you know, his first time, uh, his first time through. And I guess Nobody's really had a bad start, right? I mean, Joey Lucchese wasn't all that great, but, you know, he also got out of there before any real damage could be done. But uh, the rotation, you know, looking back now, the rotation has to be something that it's a big a big strength for this team. And we, I guess we should start with, with that. Uh, well, since we're always positive people and everything, we'll, we'll save some of the good stuff for later. But uh, what did you see that you liked in San Francisco? Chris Paddock and Nelson Lamette had basically the same start. They just, right from the start, were not – well, Denelson was just the Denelson we've always seen where you don't know from start to start what you're going to get, but he was not as sharp as he was in the first start. Uh, the pitches in the first start were like, wow, is this who Denelson Lamette is now? These pitches are going to go where he wants and guys have no idea. Well, they had no right. idea last night sometimes, but – they could also wait Denelson Lamette out. He had four walks in his five innings, barely got through it. And I thought that Jace Tingler really was uh, letting him go there in the fifth. He didn't even have Perdomo up until the end of the fifth, and they were hitting Denelson pretty hard. The night mm-hmm. before, that was uncharacteristic, the five innings that Chris Paddock uh, struggled through. He did not have uh, his the command of either pitches. It was the, the change early, the fastball late that helped him uh, get through it. But, hey, I mean, you don't want that to happen, and we'll have to see here. But if you have two guys that are that obviously off and they get through five innings and allow what was two runs for Chris Paddock and one run for Denelson. So, you know, that's pretty good, especially when you're going back in uh, recent Padres annals. And how about Zach Davies in the opener? Uh, Kind of a forgotten guy (laughs) a little bit. Came came over in the the deal with Milwaukee that also brought uh, Trent Gershom, who we'll get to a little later. But – Davies, it's funny. I, you watch him pitch, and you look at him, and 
I mean, there were kind of running jokes on Twitter about what he looks like, you know, after he showed up for his post-game news conference. But he gets he got guys out. You know, that's the job. Get guys out. Don't give up a lot of runs. And and he kept the Giants off balance and got guys out. And I'm I'm curious again to see him in the second start this weekend in a in a tougher environment as well. You you know how geeked up I get for Chris Paddock's starts. I love watching a guy like Zach Davies because mm-hmm. of everything you just said. You're like how did this guy get through those five innings? Just keeps him off balance. Now, the margin for error is not there for, for Zach Davies. So yeah. there will be some ugly starts. There just will. You know, The guy be- weighs less than Alexi Amarisa, you know, and he's it, getting guys out in the big leagues year after that. year. That's impressive. It really is. So, uh, you know, he's got a challenge, obviously. The Padres, not to get ahead of ourselves, have uh, set it up that next week uh, at home against the Dodgers, their top three will go. Chris Paddock, Denelson Lamette, Garrett Richards. So um, I imagine. Now, I would not be surprised, depending on how the games go here. These games at uh, Coors Field can tend to uh, chew up a pitching staff. I would not be surprised if we see maybe a you know, some call-ups, uh, maybe Jared Eikhoff, who was on the trip, uh, get, gets activated. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't have any actionable intelligence on that. But uh, we'll see how they're able to get through this. Uh, you know, obviously, Cal Quantrill's available. Uh, Luis Perdomo come back in a couple days. Joey Lucchese. But they're going to need some innings out of their starters. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and what hasn't been good, and we might as well get to it now since we're talking about pitching, is the bullpen. Really rocky. Everyone thought, wow, what are they going to do with all these – great relievers. And right now it's hard to find anybody that you can really rely on. I guess Drew Pomerantz has been pretty good in his starts. Let a couple inherited runners score, not his starts, his appearances. A couple inherited runners scored. He had the big, uh, came in and got the save the other night. Pierce Johnson has pitched well, sort of mopping up after their other guys, but he threw a strong inning last night. Uh, That was the ninth, I believe, that he was uh, entrusted with. Got them to extra innings. Uh, I don't know. Who else? I mean, Emilio Pagan has been a disaster, just completely out of nowhere. I mean, I, I looked, I think he allowed 18 earned runs last year in 70 appearances, and he's already allowed like four or five this year, you know, in three innings. I don't know if you have any insight as to what's been going on. Tim, you know, Perdomo got lit up after a good inning last night. Matt Strong, you know, gave up the home run to the red hot Yastrzemski the other night. Craig Stammen had a couple of good outings, which are always forgotten as soon as he got the bad one. So it's the curse of Craig. Yeah. Yeah. On and on it goes where they just haven't haven't found anybody that's been terribly consistent so far. I I need to ask around today. Um, It occurred to me last night, as surprising as this is, uh, historically bad, by the way, uh, Padres bullpen the last two nights. There no bullpen had ever given up runs of four plus uh, or leads of four plus runs right. in back to back nights. At the end of spring training, guys will get like a dead arm, right? And they'll, you know, have to work through it at the end of spring. And it looks terrible. I don't know. Maybe that's what's happening. This is un- this is unprecedented. These guys have never done this before. As I wrote about in the newsletter, just all the things gearing up, back down, gearing up, back down. Okay. Right. So, uh, we'll see. Also, as crazy as it sounds, like bullpens get hot together and bullpens stink together. And <laughs> and this one stinks. Uh, now, it's funny, Kirby Yates, who uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing that I have to ask Jace about, uh, Jace Tingler about today. Uh, Kirby Yates, who was given that extra day of rest, which is why Mike Pomerantz or uh, Drew, Drew Pomerantz, apologies, uh, Drew Pomerantz got that uh, the save uh, the first game in, in uh, San Francisco. He has a pitch now. 
since uh, Monday. So, you know, you got all these pitchers and, and it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting his usage. Like, I, you know, like I brought, uh, I brought up bringing Pomerantz in and giving Yates the extra day because the fact is, while we keep talking about this being a sprint, there's still like two games are still two games. I mean, relievers can't go five out of seven nights right, and the Padres right, play right. 30 games in 31 days at the start. So it's going to be interesting how they balance it. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think this is a major concern, the bullpen. Yeah, and, and there's not really anything that you can do about it. I mean, they basically have almost everybody that they were counting on on the roster right now. You mentioned Eikhoff as a as a possibility, but I mean, these are the guys they need to be good. I mean, they they need Yates and Pagan and and Strom and Stammen. I mean, those are the guys they're they they gave money, you know, big money, little money, whatever it was. They're counting on all those guys to be good, and uh, you know, it's not like you're just going to go out. You know, I know the standard response among fans is, well, just release them and go get somebody else. Well, who are you going to get? You know, these are the guys that that you that you have, and you just it sounds so simple, but you need them to pitch better. Uh, and and so, maybe they will. When I say it's a right, major There's no reason to think they won't. If you think, right. I mean, honestly, there's no reason to think Emilio Pagan's been a really good pitcher for a couple of years. You know, did he suddenly forget how to pitch during the during the lockdown? I kind of doubt it. So, but they just need guys to be to be better and they need it to, be, to happen soon um, because yes. of the obvious thing that there aren't a lot of games. And who knows how many games are left anyway. Uh, when you you know when you see what's going on now the virus is in the central division it was in the east you know who knows what's going to happen there yeah before we go to that because we really should talk about that because uh, that's going to be as much as we're you know we're going to focus on the season we got a part of the season is what's happening with uh, COVID-19 when I say it's a major concern it's because of the shortness of the season because yeah. if they are going to compete the bullpen has to be good I mean that's why it's a concern when, when this team stunk the first two years I was back on the beat here, it was like, you know what? They stink. I mean, they made this mistake. That's how they need to get better. Some of these players won't be here anyway. No, this right. is a contender now. So yeah. everything they do, when they make a mistake in the outfield, when they make a mistake base running, when the bullpen stinks, when a starter doesn't live up to what he was supposed to do, uh, it becomes a concern. You know what? As good as the Padres are so far, guess what? Aren't the Dodgers 5-2 and two too? And the so, Rockies are 4-1. and one, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, you mentioned the base running. Was there any talk about whether those were balk moves the other night? Hey, thanks for reading my notebook, Jay. No, Jay, <laughs> you can only read so much of what I write. There, was that yesterday, Kevin? I did take some of yesterday off, so you got to give me it, that. It was. It was yesterday. Uh, they Look, they were probably balks, okay? <laughs> Especially the second. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, what the heck is going on? Uh, Eric Lauer used to do it. That's how he led the <laughs> Kickoffs, left-handers, they do it, and I don't know what happens. And it basically comes down to you're not gonna, you can't argue the Bach. Uh, you're not gonna get them to stop doing it. You have to teach your runners to be careful. And right, right. Maybe it's a different way that you approach the bag. Maybe it's you don't get as far off. That's what it is. Obviously, since they stole, I think, three bases last night, they are not gonna stop being aggressive. That certainly mm-hmm. is a hallmark of this team. Uh, but four pickoffs in the first uh, six games, that was quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Before we get on to the good stuff, we do need to address one more area of concern, which is behind the plate. Two catchers, 0 for 23 at this point. So I, Wait, 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 though. With a sack of fielder's choice, Bond, a hit batter and a walk. I just don't want to leave out the good. Go ahead. Okay, okay. No, that was – I mean, that was <laughs> – I, I, I can't believe the Giants were caught off guard 
by Hedges bunting last night. I mean, it was so obvious that that was what was going to be coming. Now he did put it in a good spot, and you know it was a good slide at, at home plate to get the run in. But I mean, that's the best thing you can say about the offensive production so far from behind the plate is that Hedges got a squeeze bunt down. What is the level of concern among Jace Tingler and the front office at this point that both these guys are off to slow starts at a time when you you know would hope that at least one of them you know would get a hit every now and then? I think it's enough that uh, that Luis Torrens is uh, could could be on the team pretty soon. They're going to say that they talked about this and that if the rest of the team was hitting, they could afford to have Austin in there because of the defense. Right. Well, okay. You know, yeah, they're scoring uh, five five plus okay. runs a game. A game. That's still not a, a hole in the lineup that uh, you can afford to run out there all the time. That's that's just the way it is. I mean, you're t- as, as much as this clearly is a new approach that is leading to, and every game that it works, you're going to have guys like Will Myers uh, and, you know, I mean, who else hasn't, you know, in, in the past. Even, hey, Austin Hedges has seen a lot of pitches. Francisco Mejia, save for one t- uh, terrible at bat, has seen right. a lot of pitches. The more guys are going to start to believe, but you're not going to have a 370 on base every night. You're not going to be able to work every pitcher like they have been, okay? You're going to need your catchers to hit. I mean, it, what's what's crazy is both of them look lost. Like, Francisco Mejia has always been a free swinger, but, like, it's not just that. He's missing pitches in the zone right now. They both look yeah. lost. On to some good stuff. Trent Grisham. Wow. That was a great catch that he made. He's hitting, he's hitting the ball. I mean, it's again, it's a week, but it, it, it looks like that was a pretty good acquisition and a guy – that looks like maybe he's that guy that can play center field at Petco Park, which, you know, the Padres have been missing for a while. I mean, I, I, we always disagreed a little bit on Margot, but I, I think, I think Grisham looks like the kind of guy that maybe, maybe he can fill that role and be a better hitter. Absolutely. I mean, Margot was a guy a little like Hedges. You, you know, if you had better people around him, then you could put up with man. Margot growing. Look, Trent Grisham's only 23. He's younger than Manuel Margot. He's a smart hitter. He's a disciplined hitter. He knows what he wants to do up there. He's got power. He uh, put down a a perfect bunt, not just a bunt, a perfect bunt on the night he hit a home run. Yeah, that guy knows what he's doing. And so that trade has been won. You can't, if you can't see me, if you're not watching the podcast and you don't recognize the sarcasm face, if this is on the podcast, <laughs> sarcastic. But still, uh, very, very promising. Also promising, Tommy Pham. I know he's had a little bit of bad luck hitting the ball hard at people, oh, but last goodness. night, three hits. That's got to be a good sign as well. And, and I'm sure it's not like anybody's lost faith in Tommy Pham based on his career or anything like that. But I'm sure he's got to feel good about you know at least getting some hits. Uh, after hitting hitting the ball hard, it is it is interesting. You know, we didn't have exit velocity to determine that kind of stuff when guys. And I, I read a story in Kansas City the other day that Cordero was off to like a one for seven start, but he hit the ball hard six times or something like that. But you can tell that now and actually have evidence for it in terms of numbers. But I think you wrote the other day. I think I, when I was reading your stuff that <laughs> he was second on the team, I believe, in in uh, exit velocity. Is that did I have that right? 
He he had he had led them all year. I mean, remember those two drives to the wall that almost uh, won that one game that they lost against the Diamondbacks. Uh, and yeah. then that night, Manny hit a couple balls at 109, so Manny took over the lead. It's the kind of thing that I track now for fun. Um, but uh, <laughs> he was always getting on base. I don't think the on base uh-huh. percentage got below 340, and now it's probably back up over 400. The wild swings at the beginning of the season. Um, right. I mean, as hard as that guy is on himself, as intense as he is, you know he was jacked after last night where he mm-hmm. was starting to see some results um and obviously his team won i mean seriously that guy brings an intensity and a desire to win to this team that is like it is incredible to watch like i would be i will be fascinated if they can get in 162 games next year to watch mm-hmm. tom Graham play at this level for 162 games man <laughs> it's like philip rivers out there except i'm pretty sure he might say some words different than philip uh, yeah i would <laughs> think uh, i would think so um and, and one of Tommy Pham's former and current teammates we have to talk about, Greg Garcia, who, whose name probably on the back of his uniform, he should just, it should just say, if this was the NBA, you know, right now, where they can put whatever they want on the back of their uniforms, what would it say, Kevin, on the back so of Greg tall. Garcia's uniform? No, so professional, professional hitter. <laughs> professional hitter, it would say. It would be like Grabarkowitz back in the days of the Dodgers. You'd have to find a way to – to fit that on there or sit, you know, but prof- professional hitter, but let's, you got to give Jace Tingler credit last night. I, I don't know that a lot of guys would have pinch hit for Will Myers in that situation. You know, look, Myers is a guy who's a regular, he's a starter. He's got a $20 million contract. He had a hit last night, but that was a situation where to Tingler, it didn't matter. And he sent up his professional hitter and Garcia came through for him. Uh, it's a credit to both of them, right? You and I talk about this a lot. I was talking with, with Jay Singler the other day, too, that is we're going over his moves. And I'm like, you judge a manager by how did the move make sense, not how the result worked out. Though everyone in the world can see, wow, what a great move by Jay Singler last night. Yeah. But you got a sidearming righty, Will, who got a hit, you know, and that was great and all. And I forget who he got it off, but he also looked terrible two times up to bat and mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get. And you know, absolutely know what you're going to get with Greg Garcia. And so heck of a move. I, I mean, I don't know that we have the, the time for it, Jay. I'm not sure how he, um, we can keep watching it. So let's talk about it another time. I'm not sure how he could have used the, the bullpen different. Um, now that everybody basically has imploded, we can question should Pierce have been in earlier. We can question um, whether Yates should have pitched the one day. Uh, there's a few things in there, but uh, the bullpen moves. Okay. The hitting and the, the lineups, it's like the guy could do no wrong right now. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's working out, and they're producing they're producing big numbers of runs. I know they've been frustrated the couple couple of games that they lost. They they wasted a lot of opportunities. We talked last time about the Arizona game, and they wasted them the other night against the Giants. Even though they scored six runs, you know they could have had eight or ten. It's hard to fault the offense on a game where you score six runs, especially. I know the fences are in a little bit at that park. If you score six runs in San Francisco against that team, you should be winning games every time. <laughs> Fences are in like 15 feet at the in the alley, and that thing is still right. triple valley. But I mean, it's incredible. I just as we're holding this team to a higher standard, they went three games in a row. They won two of them. They went three games in a row not scoring after the fourth inning. I think there was mm-hmm. another game they didn't score in the final three innings. That's not what the Dodgers do. All right, right. So just just when you get to the bullpen, like this team has been doing a great job getting to them. You capitalize not every yeah. night, but you mm-hmm. capitalize. You don't go three games not scoring after the fourth inning. 
Yeah. So. Speaking of three games, Eric Hosmer's missed three games in a row. and He's missed two level? games, probably a third today. Okay, tonight will be the third one if he misses it. I'm sorry. What's the level of concern, which I feel like I've said a lot, but what's the level of concern? It seems like they can't quite get a handle on what this is and what it, and that he's not reacting maybe to the treatment. What's the next step? Is is he in Denver? Did he? Where is he right now? Is he undergoing what kind of test? I mean, where, where do things stand with Eric Osmer right now? This I, this I don't know for sure, but my understanding is that he's not in Denver. He was not supposed to make this trip. He mm-hmm. was in bad shape yesterday. Uh, the level of concern, and I've talked to three different people, they're concerned because they can't figure it out. And so that's concerning, right? Like they thought they had it, but the medicine for the acid reflux, it isn't working. There's not a level of concern that, and I can't tell you why, but the three people, or at least two of the people, mm-hmm. very emphatically said there's not a level of concern that this is something, you know, drastic, like, uh-huh. oh no, wow. Right, uh, right. So we can stop talking about COVID. They Not only has he been tested, they, they believe it is, it's within his stomach. It's gastrointestinal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, obviously not something that's contagious. They, they're not isolating him. He was, he was, he went to the ballpark yesterday and then left. Right. Um, so, uh, but there it's, it's, uh, it's confusing and, and frustrating for Eric Hosmer, obviously. And the team is, is perplexed. And so that they're, that's the latest that I have. So, but it's going to take him now. I guess he's in bad shape, uh, I, which is what happens if you've ever been sick like that for three, right. four days. And I guess it's been over a week uh, for, for Eric. He's lost a lot of weight. He can't keep food down. So he's going to have to start keeping food down, right? Sure. And then oh, yeah. build back up. I mean, conceivably, he could miss the Rocky series. So, yeah. I wonder, and where does he go to get his apology from all the people on social media who made all their you know, quick jokes after his first game about what was that nothing was really wrong with him. Uh, Social media is a place, Jay, where you can do that without retribution. So right, I don't, right. I don't so, think you understand the rules of social media, Jay. If you're expecting- you know what my rule should be? Stop reading so much of it. Anyway, it, it, there are really good things about it and there can be some really ugly things about it. Yeah, Jay I, is smiling. Thought, Anyone I, not watching, listening. Of, Jay was smiling right there. He loves social yeah, media. And, and I thought some of the stuff was just really unfair after uh, after what happened to him. I mean, these guys, you know, as, as much as we try to hold them to high standards and everything, there's, and they're still people and people get sick, you know, and uh, it, it, it does happen. Um, anyway, enough people, with the- uh, People getting sick, Jay, we, we do need to talk about this. Um, yes. Before we go, the Brewers and Cardinals game was canceled. Uh, so now, you know, I don't, to say it's spread means that, you know, one led to another, but the, the virus in MLB has moved West. It was contained on the East coast. And as troubling as it was that they had talked to people yesterday and that it was as troubling as it was, they had to uh, postpone games and obviously that changed the double header rule. And I mean, they're really making some concessions here. It was that, Hey, it's confined. The Marlins blew this and, and we're going to, we got it under control. Well, now it's gone to the NL Central, and you have two teams that are not going to play for at least a day. You've got a team on the road, the Cardinals, who are quarantining in their hotel today. Um, it's just difficult for me to I'm, – I'm going to keep the focus on covering baseball right now. Right. It's difficult to, to think that this thing just is is not a uh, house of cards. No, I, I, I know what you mean. And, and, uh, and look, I you know, you're the one that's out there traveling into different places and obviously hoping that everything stays – uh, that you're able to stay safe and everything as well as all the players. 
but it's it's definitely a concern. And you know, I'm not even sure if you uh, until we find out how the Marlins actually got set to start with how it started. I, I'm not sure if we can say the Marlins blew it. I think they blew it by playing the one game. They blew it but, by playing the one game, and. I don't report on the Marlins here, but there are reports out there, and I'm told that they are 100% true. And the Marlins, okay. they're a young team that blew it on the road. If, I was going to say, I've seen reports. Now, I've never, I'm not sure that anything, I hadn't seen anything that anybody had been able to confirm it. But, there are now but yeah, new if, protocols because of that. Whereas before, it certainly seemed to me that the new the protocol said, don't leave the hotel. Now they say, do not leave the hotel. Right, right. And the, the other issue becomes, we uh, spoke a little bit about this last time and don't have time today, but what happens with the schedule? I mean, if games keep getting canceled, there's going to come a point where it's going to become ridiculous for some of these teams that there's no way they're going to get to 60. And it doesn't seem like there's a real plan right now uh, for what's going to happen with that. It's sort of, I mean, we're, they're sort of just grasping at straws. I mean, seven inning double headers and, you know, I, I, I'm sure that, you know, there'll be other changes that just sort of pop up out of nowhere. Hopefully it stays do. together. What's to, that? to a certain extent, that's all they can do. Hold this yeah. there with some peanut butter and some wire and call McGyver. <laughs> that's honestly, um, to, to some extent, until they say, look, you know what, 52 games is too few for one of our division champions to, to have played or something like that. Right. Right? And, and right. obviously they've – somewhat purposely and somewhat just by circumstance have left it sort of nebulous. Never from the start was it defined what, you know, would, uh, what was competitive uh, at balance? What was, uh, you know, what was acceptable? It's all up to mm -hmm. Rob Manfred, obviously in consultation uh, with the union, but uh, I, wow. I, it's again, uh, you got to focus on just uh, they're playing baseball. I remember everybody was losing their mind on Monday morning uh, about the Marlins and uh Oh, is the right. season going to be over? You know, they play games that night and everybody's back and, and now we're all and now we got this. It's just gosh, how many of these can there be? To your point, yeah. schedule starts to be compromised. Um we'll see. Padres play the Rockies this weekend though. That's what we know. That's right. We'll hope for the best for uh for the the health of the Padres, the health of their beat writer in, in Denver, and uh and we'll hope to see three good games over the weekend and then you'll be back in town and we will preview the big dodger series right here on monday all right thanks everybody